This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. at me the other night Joe came out you know take the mound and this is his song by Tribal Seeds Vampire and uh, I was bobbing along she goes no 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 you're not allowed to you're not allowed this is for it's for people with one love tattoos on their wrists like my missus Hannah and then Carol Woods who drove a uh, Prius covered in Irie stickers in high school this is right up her alley Joe Musgroves as well what a performance by that young man on Saturday night what uh, what kind of Prius did you drive in high school? I did not. Trick no, question. Priuses didn't exist That's when true. we were in high school. Really good point. That's how uh, much older you are yeah. than your, your wife. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> right. You say that like it's a bad thing. I, I'm, I take great pride in that. Uh, quick question for both of you. Did you watch anything from the sports world other than baseball this weekend? N- no. Not at all? Not one bit. Paul? Well, no, no, no. I take that back. I watched a little NFL yesterday. You did watch the yeah, NFL yesterday. I watched yesterday. a little bit of NFL because I, I had a few... Chiefs, uh, Bills... I had, I watched Red Zone for a little Red bit. Red Zone for a little bit. Yeah. Chiefs Bills wasn't bad. That's uh, who for sure. Won? Uh Bills. Bills won. won. That okay. late drive. Woo. Josh Allen hurtling a defender to get a first down into the red zone and then touchdown pass to Dawson Knox. Now I thought they left too much time for put Mahomes to go the other way. He had like a minute to go down and score a touchdown, but he threw an interception and it was a big Bills win in Kansas City on the road yesterday. So it's funny you ask because so Saturday night ended. By the time we got home, I had gotten a text from uh, John Marks, who is our buddy. He works for Odyssey as well, and he's in Philly. WIP he does, in Philadelphia, I think right? Afternoons yep. in Philly, like a full show. Like you know, Gwen and Chris they do afternoons every day. He does that every day, and then on the weekends he does nights. overnights overnights for CBS like national. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I love John. I'm like when and do you ever sleep? So John uh, texted me and said, "You got a few minutes to jump on." It was you know an hour or so after the Padres won. I go absolutely, man. So we called in, and as I'm waiting on hold for them to go to me, they're like, "Yeah, I mean, in sports is crazy. You know, the the Tennessee Volunteers beat the." Alabama Crimson Tide, and I go, they did? So he jumps on the air with me. He's like, join us, our pal Woodsy from from San Diego. I go, hold up. Bama lost? And he's like, (laughs) he goes, you didn't know that? I go, no. I go, I have been. I'm not going to. So quit asking. World's most out-of-it sports talk show host. blinders fully on. I, I I I told you guys, too, at the break, I have not touched my golf clubs in two weeks. I haven't even gone to the range. Last round I played was two weeks ago today. I haven't gone to the range. My blinders are on. I feel bad for my wife and kids, but I've just been head down through this thing. I will also admit I did not watch a second of college football on Saturday. Not a second. I, I looked at the recap afterwards. Apparently it was like the craziest. Amazing most impactful weekend of college football ever. I mean, not only Alabama going down, but uh, USC lost late to Utah uh, in the Pac-12. Michigan, Penn State, they just rolled. I mean, you had tons of great games, apparently, up and down, and I didn't see a second of it because we were at the Padres game and we were focused on baseball this weekend. So if you're calling, if you're like tuning in to get our, our reaction to the weekend in college football, we're probably the only 
talk show host in America who didn't watch any college football at all this weekend. None. None. Zero. Yeah, I'm not going to. So quit asking. Yeah, if you call us Sorry, and ask me, yeah. Woods, can I get your take on college football? I'm not going to. So quit asking. It's it's not going to happen. I could go and read the scores. That's all I got. I saw later that the Irish lost to Stanford. I they did. Like, oh, yeah, drag. I saw that too. I mean, I couldn't have cared less. That seems like a bad loss, but it I have no idea. Like I didn't. I didn't watch it at all. all I, I saw. No idea. I didn't like. I was watching the end of the Astros Mariners game <laughs> yeah, when dude. the Padres was in the rain delay, and I'm like, just no football at all. I did see like a clip on social media of them dragging the goalposts through Knoxville. Oh, and I go, no. Oh, wait. Weren't they playing? Well, oh, I guess Alabama lost. Like, I just completely over my head. Uh, Wood, to be honest, Woods asked me this morning, uh, did the Aztecs win? And I go, <laughs> they, didn't they play. were idle. <laughs> I had no <laughs> they idea. They none. didn't play this weekend. I you, no I. idea. But Scott Van Pelt, actually, last night on SportsCenter, I was watching, did a nice piece. It was Tennessee... The Phillies and the Padres Good. getting the best of the teams that had dominated them. Tennessee had lost fifteen in a row to Alabama. The Phillies had just, you know, the Braves had dominated them in the National League East for many, many years. And of course, we know the history with the Padres and the Dodgers. And you know, Scott, I, I always think he's one of the most thoughtful. He's one of the good ones, man. Sportscasters yeah. in America, and he said, "We don't know what the future holds. Maybe the next steps are even better for these teams." Sure. But whatever happens, enjoy Saturday. You had Saturday where you were the big dog that you got on top and you got to claim all the all the spoils against the teams that, that had been giving it to you for so long. And that was his commentary, uh, his perspective, whatever is one big thing that he calls it. And I uh, I enjoyed seeing that. It was a, it was a good perspective on the whole thing. Yeah, it's funny that you you mentioned that, Ben. Uh, being able to take that victory lap. After, again, getting dominated, you know, and the Padres more so than any other team. And, you know, Bama is big. Anytime you beat Bama, that's a big deal. But it's not like they played tennis. They were, you know, 14 and five. I don't even know what their record is against Tennessee. I have no idea. But I know. Oh, and 15 in the last 15 years or 15 and 0. Is that right? Okay. So it's fairly similar, but it's not like you play them 15 times a season. No, just once a year. And get bodied. So it's a big deal for them. So good for the Tennessee Volunteers. But, man, here in our little corner of the world, uh, being able to beat a 111-win Dodger team is just staggering. And I had been uh, hoping and, and, and bookmarking tweets because, man, it's, it's one of those things you learn at some point in your sports fandom, I'm not going to poke the bear. And you'll notice I did not poke the bear at all until the series was over. I didn't say anything. We're going to dominate. Like, I know better. I know that baseball's so crazy and kooky and everything else. Um, Paul, hit, hit some music for me. I'll read you some of my greatest hits from the weekend. Dodgers won 14 and 19 games against the Padres in the regular season. That's almost exactly the same winning percentage as they'll have against them in the series after they win it three games to one. Ernie tweeted, who will be the Dodgers hero this series? Always LA. Win for Vin. So many Padres are full of excuses and bitching because they lost again to the Dodgers. Pathetic. Just like their team. I just love that there's all this chaotic social media maneuvering and S-talking for a team that will quickly be bounced from the playoffs after all this hoopla. Good on the Padres if they get in. I'm happy if that happens. But yeah, they're going nowhere, and we all know it. (laughs) 
Dodgers did uh, Padres did beat the the Dodgers back in September, and Dodgers meme team tweeted my favorite part about this doesn't matter. This is like a GD spring training game. Mm. Mike tweeted, uh, Padres fan tweeted September seventeenth. The San Diego Padres won eighty games for the first time since twenty ten. Sad Dodger fan tweets in eighty games. LMAO. Jake Reiner tweets, the Dodgers have ripped the Padres' heart out this season. Stomped on it. What a beautiful thing. Would read uh, Dodger fan Mandy's uh, tweets, but she has deleted her account. So that's tough. (laughs) Tough weekend for her, for sure. Very, very sure. Oh, the Padres seem to have won the trade deadline, but haven't won much since. That was from the great bulldog, Oral Hershiser. I was listening to that. I remember hearing the smugness in Oral's voice. Oral. You're not a fan of smugness. I hate smug. Especially from Oral. You don't mind you don't mind trumpeting oh, no. victories no. and, and reveling in success. No. But when it gets crosses the line into smugness, that's when you start to bristle. Joe uh, Davis said on the broadcast, can you imagine if the Padres made all these moves and missed the playoffs? Beat of silence. No more Garcia Parra. Would that be the Joe Davis who will be calling the Padres Phillies series this week? Yeah, thought so. No more just says, yep. Little little brother getting upset again. I really think the team that has home field advantage should also get to pick the broadcasters for the series. It's such a Wouldn't that be a great home field advantage? Hey, Padres, and they're going to have Mud and Don doing the TV games. Padres seem to have won the trade deadline, but have not won much since. And really, the facet of the team that you thought was going to improve the offense has been flat. Juan Soto's been out the last two games, back spasms. How about now? You smug turd. I can't, st- I've never liked that guy. I can't stand it. I don't him. know why it's amusing, but dun 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 In the background? Dun 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 Padres seem to have won the trade deadline, but have not won much since. <laughs> How about this banger from Freddie Freeman? Well, they've, they're hot. We've been hot for seven months. How'd that work out for you, choppers? <laughs> My skin is crawling right now. Pitching, Dodgers greater than Padres. Batting, Dodgers greater than Padres. Fielding, Dodgers greater than Padres. Experience, Dodgers greater than Padres. Manager, Dodgers greater than Padres. That was October 7th. All right, I don't need to take a victory lap, but I want to say... Well, you're classy. I'm not. Well, I mean, something you said about how the Dodgers hadn't played a meaningful game since, you know, June, that that could be a problem for them in a tough series like this. I think that was 100% true. And then the tweet that I got roasted for by Dodgers fans when I insinuated that it could end up backfiring on the Dodgers with Urias against Clev in game one. Oh, yeah. Because then the Padres would have their three best pitchers lined up, not having to face Urias in any of those games. That their only chance to really win that series was to win those three in a row, or at least by far their best chance. Oh, yeah. Was to win those three games in a row. That it played out perfectly for the Padres that way. That yeah, they got the loss out of the way with their fourth starter against the Dodgers number one, and then they had just enough of the two, the one two three against the Dodgers two three four. They had just enough the rest of the way 
to get that series done. It took it took some good circumstances, but it played out well for the Padres. Yeah, a gentleman named by the name of Devin tweeted you and said, I really hope this is a sarcasm tweet. If it's legit, I can't believe someone pays this man to give opinions on sports. Oh, wait, he's a Padres guy. He knows nothing about the postseason. Carry on. Uh, <laughs> Devin, and I quote tweeted it last night, and I said, look, Ben's not going to reply. He's too classy. I, however, am not. I am not uh, classy, and I'll take a punch for you any time, Ben. But I said, how did that work out for you, numbnuts? <laughs> it was a really good this is more. This is f- more fun than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wasn't really looking forward to whatever we call this, gloating, the receipts, but I've actually kind of enjoyed this. Listen, and here's the thing. I had one guy trying to play victim. Oh, thanks for retweeting me. You blew up my mentions. I go, so you guys get to act like complete buffoons for six months. Six months of this oh, we've but dealt we have with. To be respo- one night. We have to be one, responsible oh. because we have more followers than you do. Yeah, yeah way, <laughs> way, to, uh, way to win with some class and grace. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Nobody personifies class and grace like the Dodgers. By the way, I want to get it on record again. You're, I'll say it again. You're not a dynasty. You're a really good regular season team, and that's all you guys are, period. I know it's hard for you to take, but it's the truth. You're not a dynasty. You're not that good. You're just not that good. And you just got bodied by the San Diego Padres after 111 wins. Stop acting. Listen, I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to forgive and move on. Stop acting like you're something special. You're not. You win a lot of regular season games. That's it. You're the Bills. You're the Bills. You're the Bills. Even the Braves got a real one back in the day. You got one little pissant championship where you didn't have to throw guys for 100 games. It doesn't count. You know it. We know it. We may not win the World Series this year, but we got your ass. We got your ass. You know what? Uh, even, uh, sorry, even like Plaschke, who we've had oh, dude. plenty His of article, time ripping oh my him. God, what a clown. But he, after that game on Saturday night, he said here, uh, the site of the league's most powerful franchise over the last decade, crumbling under the pressure again. Ten postseason appearances, nine postseason failures. It's incredible. Nine West Division championships and just one World Series championship in a COVID-shortened season of just 60 games. The 2020 title looking more deserving of an asterisk 100%. with each passing nightmare. You're not a dynasty, dude. And you walk around with your pants down. Like you are. And that's the thing that, that drives everybody crazy. Look, no one will deny that you're a good team. Nobody. No, You'd have to be a moron to say, no, the Dodgers are, are they're not good. No, they're very good. They're very, very good. They spend a lot of money, and that's okay. They do it the right way. But when it comes down Built, to it. not bought. It, but when it comes down to it, Paulie, you're massively underachieving. Massively. How do you not see that? But you walk around, you beat your chest, you start fights, you run your mouth, you threaten people's kids. You're you're ridiculous, man. You're not a dynasty. Quit acting like you're a dynasty. You're not special. You win regular season games, and that's where it ends. That's it. I'll throw in two more things as we wrap up this segment. First, a tweet from one of my competitors, uh, Julian at uh, Fox 5. But I thought this was a good one. Tweeted last night. Maybe a good sign for the Padres. Since 2016, the last five teams to beat the Dodgers in the postseason have gone on to win the World Series. That would be the 2021 Braves, the 2019 Nationals, the 2018 Red Sox, the 2017 Astros, and the 2016 Cubs. All beat the Dodgers. 
all went on to win the World Series. And then, of course, in 2020, the shortened year, no one beat the Dodgers, and they won it. So mm-hmm. the Padres are now that team that is trying to set up to be the sixth straight team to win the World Series after eliminating the Dodgers in the postseason. I'm telling you, man, take your medicine. You got beat. It's not the format. You got beat. Wear it. And again, you're going to go out. You're going to win 100 games next year. If you don't, there's a problem. You're going to win 100 games. Try to win in the postseason when it counts, though. Try to beat Little Brother because Little Brother little brother just smacked you down. Knocked man. you on your Pier- ass. It knocked you on your ass. With this- and like I tweeted the other night, did you see my tweet about my little brother? I have a little brother. His name's Brent. I used to beat the ass out of him when he was a little kid. Beat him. He got big, he got strong, and he socked me in my mouth. And then he threw an iron at my head like and a, almost killed like me. A, like a golf club iron? No, or like, a, like, a, like, like an like iron a, you iron your shirt iron. with. Yes, and I ducked, and it put a hole in my wall. Little brother rises up, dude. Little brother eats his veggies and lifts his weights. And little brother comes back, and little brother knocks big brother you on his ass. ass. This wasn't a back and forth, no, you know, you 14 sm- innings in game five. Could have gone either way. You got smoked, dude. You, you came out strong, and after the first three innings of game one, you got beat. You got beat. That's it. And my second point, would this be a good time to uh, to congratulate Dave Roberts on being brought back next season actually, as the manager of the Dodgers? Actually, I saw that report yesterday. Actually, yes. <laughs> Welcome back. I can't, I'm so happy. Do we know the terms back. yet? I, I'm hoping it's like a 12-year deal. He's already, He's already got a three-year extension yet last year, so they are not making any changes. Not a dynasty, man. You're not. You're just not, dude. You're not. We are winning the World Series in 2022. Three. Nope. Four. Put it on record. Okay, it's on record. You didn't do it. You got bounced in the first round. You got to buy. You had your ace going against our four. We have people who have been on hold all day. So let's, I think we can just uh, get to some phone calls the rest of the way, Woodsy. 833 288 We'll get out to the phones when we come back after a check of traffic here. It's Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. against the Dodgers. A little bit. They're the the team that has dominated the last decade. And like we said, you know who that dragon is up the freeway. we got to slay it. And we did it this year. And we will be a very good team for years to come. So now going forward, they're no longer the dragon, right? You can't you can't slay the dragon. They're no longer the dragon. No, we we slayed them. They were slew. They're slayed. Slew. Slew. Um You got that forever, man. And now every player on this this squad knows. Oh yeah, it's done. It's we. It, they're absolutely beatable. I mean, Red Sox, Yankees, 0-4. I mean that since that happened, Ben. I mean, the Red Sox 
the Red Sox have won more World Series than the Yanks for sure. And, you know, I mean, I know they had a down year this year, but, dude, it's, it's, how, it, how long it, is, it goes, it speaks volumes to, to how it can change a franchise. How long has Petco Park been around? 19 years? 20? Uh, 2004, it opens. So. 18? I mean, that's, that's the moment. That's, that's the yeah. best. That was the best night of Petco Park's history. Yeah. You know, I thought um, Kirk so Kenny far. in the UT had a good point. That a I couple didn't, more this year. I didn't realize. It took the Dodgers as an organization, Brooklyn, L.A., 53 years to win their first World Series title. Yep. This is, while well, it's the Padres' 54th season, one year was canceled in 1994. There was no World Series. So this is their 53rd chance to win a World Series since the franchise was born in 1969. So if they win this year... They're on exactly the same pace as the Dodgers in terms of World Series titles getting going right right now this year. Yeah, would be on on par for their first one. So, uh, let's go out to the phone lines eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. The theme has been long distance. I see our friend Dean Dino. from North Carolina oh, on the Dean. line. Dean, good morning. Welcome to Ben and Woods. Good morning. Fellas, you guys doing anything fun this weekend? Yeah, <laughs> I've uh, I've basically been. Basically, been like levitating out of my body for seventy two. I mean, by the hours. time I fully recover, it'll be first pitch for game one. Yeah, no start question. it all over. <laughs> start it all over again. Wouldn't have it any other way, Dino. Oh my god, fellas, it's uh, it's something else, man. I so I was thinking about it. The last time I called in to talk to you guys was the day after that embarrassment in Arizona. Yep. And that my rookie got caught and got shut down and. We all could kind of feel like, oh no, this is the this is the thing coming off the tracks again, and you know, just we, we were all just down. Uh, never ever would have expected a month later that this is this is what's happening. I think and Ben was on vacation. Tough. I was on like third. I was third vacation. Yeah, right, I was in our in the the depths of hell. You were at a luau, eating <laughs> pig and poi and just having a ball. It worked out just fine yeah, for everybody. It sure did. Yeah. I, uh, uh, personally, as a as a sports fan, you know what the the most vindicating feeling in my, in my life that I've ever had was back in 2003 when the Ducks swept the Red Wings in the playoffs after previously getting swept by them the you know their couple trips in the playoffs before that. This this surpasses that by a mile. That was up until this weekend the the, the biggest you know thing I've ever you know been excited about from a from a revenge standpoint. This this just dwarfs it, man. Um, beating them. You know the, the way that it happened, and my God, the, the the reaction and the crying from the fans and the media too. It just made it so much better. And God, Woods, the the, the fire you came out with this morning that you've been going with you know, all day. It's just it it, it, it it that's how we all feel. Um, you know that we we have been putting up with so much from them for so long, and it's just awesome to be able to turn it on them. And they don't know how to handle it, which I knew was going to happen. It's, it was their worst nightmare to see us in the playoffs and yeah. lose. And it yeah, little pee-pee pants, man. Just so many little pee-pee pants. I thought I had pee-pee pants at my house with two little kids. I've never seen anything like it. But I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with that moving on to the Phillies. And, and really, I don't want to take anything away from this team, which, by the way, Benny, um, we've, we've been championing for the entire season. And, and it's not because we're on the flagship. It's because we believe in the team and the people that are, are running the team. And um, that's the, what I want to focus on moving forward because I'm just insanely, incredibly proud of, of these guys. And, and 
so many guys just had had hit the the biggest lulls, and you wondered, man, to be able to pull out of it. And I think, you know, again, without Bob Melvin at the helm, without Niebla, without Ben Fritz, all those guys, man, to to a man. They have been so phenomenal at, at running this ball club this year. Did you see the shot of AJ Preller and Manny Machado? Phenomenal, man. On the field. I mean, I don't know what was said, but AJ, you could see the emotion. Like, it was appreciation. It was 100%. Overwhelming. Did you see Hoffy and Manny? I didn't see Hoffy and Manny. In the clubhouse. Dude, I almost cried, man. I almost cried when I saw those two talking about each other. You know, Manny saying, look, this guy's a legend. We want to bring it here for him. And Hoffy saying, you know, a lot of people have a lot to say about this guy right here, but man, the way he takes care of his family and loves on his family and the kind of teammate he is, bro, that's what we've been trying to tell you guys, and and not just you guys, but you know, people in the national media for for years now. Um, this is this is different, man. It does feel different. Yeah, I caught that moment with Manny and, and AJ on the field. I think it was like between like second base and the pitcher's mound right there on the infield grass, and, and it just. All I could think was it was something along the lines of like this is it like this is this is the vision coming together this is what we've had in our brains for so long now we're almost there we I mean I, we're, we're there but we still have work to do I hate imagining conversations but I was thinking AJ was basically saying thank you for giving us a chance and coming here and helping build something you know you could have gone anywhere you wanted when you were a free agent thank you for for picking us and, and helping build this to this moment that we've been waiting for. But maybe that's just me. There was a moment I, I told you guys in the seven o'clock hour about Adam Jones running into the clubhouse and bringing all the, the whole team back out on the field to celebrate more with the fans. And, and after that happened, there was a point where all the players are on the field and they're running around high fiving fans and they got their, their wives and their family members. I saw like, I saw Jake, man. He walked uh, into the tunnel near, near the crowd and just held his dad for two minutes. Can't even imagine. And it dude. was unbelievable. But I looked over and in the dugout, AJ came out of the clubhouse, I mean, soaked in champagne and beer and whatever else. And then he just sat on top of the dugout bench and he just like kind of leaned back up against the wall for uh, several minutes and he could just like he was just soaking it in and he's like this is this is what we've been working towards yeah it's the vision and and again we're we're doing some narrative busting i know we have to take a break right now so we can bust some narratives uh, after we can take some more phone calls but again man i i just this series moving forward against philly trust in your guys man because they've gotten us this far um, you know, I, I hate seeing it. It really bothers me. And when I'm seeing Padre fans giving up in the third inning the other night, it really bugged me. And uh, if I unfollowed you, I'm sorry, but I was really bothered by it. Uh, this team plays their hearts out for you uh, all the time. And I, these are the guys we got. I trust them. I trust them all to deliver, man. They're going to give you everything they've got. You never see a, a, a mediocre effort out of this team, Ben. You just don't. These guys are rolling. Speaking of trusting your guys, here's my transition to a new Odyssey podcast oh, liner. Start em or sit em, who will be a boom this week, who will be a bust. Upper Hand Fantasy gives you the insight on the best matchups and the best lineups for your fantasy team. Get the it's Upper Hand podcast. with host Faraz Siddiqui and Zach Rizzuto. They do all the hard work, so you don't have to. Just listen, get smarter, set your lineup. Brand new episodes each and every weekday. Follow Upper Hand Fantasy on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Rizzuto. All right, busting narratives and busting phone calls until uh, Coach Sean Quintero takes over at 10 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. It's Bennett Woods on 97.3 The Fan.
This hour of Bennett Woods brought to you by the Caltrans Stormwater Program. We see a lot of trash in our highways and waterways. It's not what we want. Clean highways, clean water. Now that is what we want. You can help change this to that. Learn how at cleanwaterca.com from the Caltrans Stormwater Program. If there's one thing my uh, colleague and friend Ben Higgins hates more than anything in the world, it's getting scooped by his fellow, well, by your, your counterparts, by your... Um... You threatened to leave if I reported this news, <laughs> no, I so I really couldn't I didn't say mean, anything. I didn't mean it. I you didn't? Mean, Can I no. say it? Yeah, of course. I, you're going to... He's going to convulse if he doesn't get this out. <laughs> the first, and it's a good uh, thing. Yes, the first AP college basketball preseason poll of the year is out. San Diego State Aztecs check in in the top 20 at number 19 in the country to start the 2022-2023 college basketball season here in a couple of weeks. Now, it's a perfect ranking number because, like, the Irish were ranked five in the preseason football, and I said it, I go, that's way too high. I understand. We're all Padres for the next couple of weeks, but I would like when the Padres season is over to get really into this Aztecs basketball well, season because it could be a really special year by all at ac- San Diego State. And the timing will be good for that. By all accounts, man, <laughs> everybody is is picking them to have a monster, monster season. And with high expectations, you know, comes comes great responsibility. you got to win those games, Benny. So uh, I'm all for it, as you know. But I, um, I think that, uh, you know, I, I know you hate when you see, like, Troy Hirsch tweeting it out. It bothers you. So send your tweet. Thank do what you, you got to do. Let everybody, let everybody know. Let everybody know. Also, let everybody know that tomorrow should have a very good show planned. We're not sure where we'll be, in studio or somewhere out and about, but we do have some guests already lined up, Polly. What can you what can you promise at this point? I uh, just need to text him back, but he will be he'll he'll be with us. Major Garrett. Okay. Absolutely come on, fantastic. Take a, take a little victory lap. He's actually coming to San Diego soon, so he's gonna good. hop on with us tomorrow. Um First thing I said to Jesse Agler when I saw him on Saturday night down on the field was uh, Tuesday. Another incorporator. We're good. Let's keep it rolling. Game one incorporator. If you what want to leave your leave your word, 619-798-4892. Our voicemail for Jesse for the incorporator tomorrow. This is 24 hours notice, so you got all day to think of an incorporator for Jesse. Again, 619-798-4892. And we'll get a look at the uh, upcoming opponent, Philadelphia Phillies, Woodsy. Yeah, our uh, my friend Devin Caney's going to join us. She's fantastic. So Devin covers a lot of the NLL as well, uh, the National Lacrosse League, as you know, do PA for the Seals, and she is fantastic, man, at content. And now she works for Odyssey and works with John Marks, uh, sometimes doing some sports radio. So she is, honestly, I would say she's the biggest Philly sports fan I've ever seen in my life. And uh, so I, I DM'd her after they clinched. I said, if we clinch... You want to come on and talk some s on uh, Tuesday, and she said absolutely. So did, yeah, no. So does she sound like this guy? So she's Philly. Is it? She's Philly to she, the bone. So she sounds like this. Yo, call me when you get your phone. Oh my god, we're gonna have a very week. sexy. We're gonna. Have... <laughs> Yo, call me when you get your phone. That's I want to interview that guy actually <laughs> more so than anything. I would like to just do a full Phillies preview with 
him. Yo, call me when you get your phone. The accent. <laughs> let's spend some time on the Philly accent this week because it remains. It's hard to uh, duplicate. Got to get Brian O'Grady on. He's Philly. I mean, he's not a he's not a Phillies insider. He didn't play for the Phillies, he's but he's from there. Irish from Ireland. He's Irish I thought from Ireland. That's right. No. Yo, call me when you get your phone. That could be Brian O'Grady. We do need to get Brian fact. on at some point this week as well. So all of our guests appear. On the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Any narratives left to bust, we will do that and take some more phone calls after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Yo, call me when you get your phone. From the Premier Buick GMC of Carlsbad Traffic Center, part of the Premier Auto Family, here's Kelly Danek. Traffic is sponsored by the San Diego County Sheriff's Department. See current job opportunities at joinsdsheriff.net. Guys, we are wrapping up our morning drive with problems in our East County, westbound side of the King Freeway at Massachusetts. Two left lanes are blocked with a collision. We're getting reports of some glass debris in the roadway as well. Also, westbound side of the 8, accident at Mullison. Looks like that may be cleared from the right lane. Also, going to find on southbound side of the 805 at La Jolla Village Drive. Collision involving a couple vehicles there over the right shoulder. The San Diego County Sheriff's Department is working hard to keep San Diego safe and is now hiring. The Sheriff's Department offers rewarding careers with growth and has an opportunity for anyone with integrity that wants to make a difference. Go to joinsdsheriff.net to learn more. That's joinsdsheriff.net. I'm Kelly Danik with Ben & Wood, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. All right, 833-288-0973. Let's go out. Thomas has been waiting a long time. You still there, Thomas? Welcome to Ben & Woods. Thanks for hanging on. Yeah, I'm in here. Yeah, I'm waiting long time. You, you made it. You I made it. it. Oh. Thank you, man. Um, cool, cool. Well, yeah, I'm happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Super happy. Just not that excited. We're not the underdogs no more, though. But... Well, maybe. I mean, everybody's still picking against us. Well, at least the uh, the TBS broadcast, I believe it was yesterday, was picking against the Padres. And um, oh, yeah, wow. I, I think yeah, which all I think all the people uh, did, and that's that's fine. That's kind of exactly what you want. They've they've embraced this underdog role. They've played it to perfection. And in fact, they were massive underdogs in the first two series. So uh, whatever course, yeah. whatever helps you, uh, if you're in that locker room, you take it and you run with it, man. That's what they've done. I got, I got, uh, I just kind of said it a little bit earlier, but looking out, so David Roberts is just like, I was hoping you, I thought, I would thought he would got fired. I mean, he's like, he's like the Schottenheimer of baseball, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I tweeted, interesting comparison. I tweeted it uh, over the weekend, and, and again, I, I'd seen Dodger fans even saying, like, all right, man, like, when is enough enough? And there's certain things you can look to. Again, Ben, I don't, don't take this as discrediting the Padres because it's not. But this is not the first time th- these things have happened in, in the postseason for really good, really expensive Dodger teams. And a couple of different moves. You made the astute point uh, on, on whenever the, the game one was. Hey, man, we're, going, we're throwing our four. You guys are well-rested. I can understand the thing of saying, well, I'm going to throw my ace. I'm going to get that first win. You don't want to get too cute. But if you win 111 games, is it really getting cute? If you're going to throw a Tony Gonsolin who had nothing, nothing, Ben. Well, I think what always took Marty Schottenheimer down was, you know, he treated every game like the Super Bowl with the motivation, every regular season game. And then by the time I got to the playoffs, players were just like, okay, man, we've heard it a million times. We understand it was all about it, – it's just there was no buildup to, you know, at the end of the playoffs. And 
while I don't compare Dave Roberts necessarily personality-wise to Marty Schottenheimer, the Dodgers seem to put more into the regular season, perhaps, than some other teams. And they, what do they have left for the playoffs? You Nothing. know, they spend all this time winning 111 games, but how do you how do you make your team come together so you're playing better at the end of the season rather than you know spending all your energy winning that many games in the regular season? Yeah, and again, you know, they talked about the the guy that called in earlier talked about the the money ball, the way of managing in the regular season. It's just not the same. And again, I think. I think if Dave Roberts leaves Tyler Anderson in, he looked phenomenal. He had me sick to my stomach. And once he went to the bullpen, I said, we can win this game. And lo and behold, we did. And they just every year, man, every year something happens, whether it's trying to get Kershaw a big moment. Now, he did not do that this series. Uh, but trying to get Kershaw a big moment, that's happened before. The The whole... I wanted Austin Barnes to hit off of Josh Hader instead of Chris Taylor uh, narrative from the other night was baffling. The Alex Vesia throwing four warm-up pitches and, and not being ready to come in to face Jake Cronenworth is baffling. I mean, it just you watched it spiral again, and, and I'll obviously credit to the Padres uh, for getting it done, but it just happens every single year. I'm so happy he's coming back. Uh, I think it's the best news that we could have gotten today uh, as San Diego Padres. I think another narrative that's been busted is that you Darvish isn't a big game postseason pitcher. No doubt. You know, he's obviously had some struggles in the postseason in the past, but he has come through and delivered so far every time in the postseason, and we'll have another opportunity to do so tomorrow night at Petco Park in Game 1 of the LCS. Yeah, right, no question. Let's uh, go out to uh, Jocelyn's been on hold. Jocelyn, thank you for waiting. Welcome to Ben and Woods this morning. Our beloved Jocelyn. Good morning, Jocelyn. Good morning. I was going to say my beloved Ben, Stephen, and Paul. Was... <laughs> I love you guys. Love thank you, too. All right. Well, um, I saw Woodsy on Friday, and it looked like you were a nervous wreck. I was. Um <laughs> Well, Andy and I, my husband and I, bought tickets to the first game of NLDS and NLCS, just hoping it would happen. And now it's happening. So I'm saying just take my money. Take it. We're going to be there. I can't believe on Friday the game was just amazing. The crowd was amazing. And thanks to Gonflin, I I made a sign that said uh, loud enough. Question mark? Yeah, he had and, said uh, he had made some comments. Well, we're lucky enough to play in Dodger Stadium where it's like this every night, which I don't know. I've seen plenty of Dodger yeah. games. I don't I don't recall seeing any like that, but, you know, recency bias. No. That sign made it on uh, national TV, and people were texting me. And, I, uh, you know, I'm like, Padres fans brought the noise. We brought the energy. We, we were ready for that W, and I was so, so proud, so proud. Of our boys, and they're going to do it again. Us in too. Series. Yep, hundred so, percent. We're excited. We'll be there tomorrow, of course, cheering again. All right, we'll see you out there. Thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you, Jocelyn. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, it's just great to hear from everybody. Let's go to Mario in National City. Get one or two more in here before the end of the show. Welcome to Ben and Woods, Mario. Hey, fellas, man. Uh, good party day. Yes, very much so. Yeah, you know what? Uh, my best best thing about that game. Was of course the victory, but man, I've seen many Dodger fans. It was incredible, man. I could, I could I could count them with one hand. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was it fantastic. Was great, but you know what? I'll, I'll be there. Uh, section two eighteen, row six, seat eleven and ten. 
You guys have a good day, man. Go Padres. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Everyone just wants to be part of this in any way. And if you can't get in, I mean, there was plenty of, of chances to celebrate in, in the gas lamp, and I'm sure the scene is going to be outrageous and wild. I mean, Paulie's story from earlier, if you missed it, about partying in the gas lamp with Adam Jones after the, the game on Saturday night until the wee hours of the morning and seeing Mike Clevenger and Sean Manaya out there. Of course, the Will Myers video of him buying drinks for people all over the gas lamp. What an unbelievable scene. Now, that won't happen after game one. Because I don't want—I don't think the players should be out until 3 a.m. with no. the game the next day. That would be a mistake. No, definitely. but when you clinch, you can do that yeah, and have some fun. No, you just dap it up after game one. Got a DM guy wants to know if we have discussed a Tatis trade due to playoff success. The chemistry is insane right now. What? How might he and his issues jack up chemistry next year? Use him to tighten up loose ends. I don't believe we have gotten to that yet. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that discussion, just by the way. I'll just go ahead and say I, I don't think that's going to be. Is there, is, if, if we're narrative busting, is there a narrative out there that the people in the Padres don't like Fernando Tatis yeah, Jr.? Yeah, because I can bust that for you right now. That's not the case at all. And uh, you just trade him to get some relief pitching for next year? Yeah, yeah trade him to get Cody Bellinger. No, Bellinger's going to be a free agent. No, I mean, seriously, it's... Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be back next year. He's going to be a man on the on a mission. I, I understand that, to have him back. that a lot of people in the organization were disappointed sure. in him this year, but I I don't know anyone who doesn't love that kid like, inside like the Padres organization. So much. He's not a chemistry problem. No, he's not. Um, and I think they'd be very excited to get him back. I mean, however far this Padres season goes, remember, they are also adding one of the best players in baseball back to their lineup hopefully healthy next year, post-shoulder surgery, and ready to go, fresh, and hopefully motivated after seeing all this. You know, I don't know exactly where, you know, Tatis is getting to watch it from. He's not allowed to be with the team during games or before games, so we don't see him out there. Uh, I'm sure he's doing, you know, rehab from his shoulder and stuff, but I, I would think this would make him incredibly hungry when he comes back next year to be a part of it and make sure the Padres get back so he gets to experience all this himself I will be next putting season. money down on a futures for a 2023 MVP candidate. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, 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 Come on. I fully believe in that as well, uh, Paulie. And, and, you know, listen, we've talked to enough people to know that he was is really bummed, and we have also talked to enough people to know that he is also very, very, very hungry. One of those people being Fernando Tatis Jr. We, I mean, we heard from him. Yeah. He genuinely... You know, is is wants to be back and wants to be a part of this team, and I think everybody that I've talked to in the Padres organization will want him back next Open year. Arms. I really do think so. Yeah, me too. But interesting uh, DM that you got there, Polly. Like, let's just be happy today. What are we doing? Yeah, let's. I, I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm always down to talk about what we can do better next season, but not in the midst of this phenomenal run right now, beating the Mets and the Dodgers. It's great, but I don't. I don't know who's going to play first base uh, next season, nor do I really care right now. Uh, I really just want to focus on the Phillies and winning that baseball game tomorrow. I mean, it's exciting that I feel like the Padres still have room for improvement oh, next year. As good as this has been, there are spots that they can probably uh, be better at next year. That's great news, actually, if you're a Padres fan. Uh, we're also super proud to remind everybody that if you want to follow along with the playoffs with local broadcasters and not 
the Dodgers broadcaster on television. The only place to do it is on 97.3 The Fan with Jesse and Tony Gwynn Jr. calling all the games. Uh, However you do it, whether you stream it or just find a radio and sync it up to your television, it works. If you can uh, get a cheap radio, put it right there next to your TV, sync it all up with your DVR, just hit a pause for a second, line it up. It is a great way to watch Padres baseball along with Jesse and Tony, and they're going to continue the run. Uh, The only local broadcasters in town who get to continue, in English language at least, uh, calling these games until the end of the season. However far this may go, Jesse and Tony will take you all the way there. It does just feel so, you feel so cheated that games like that don't get to get called by Mud and Don. You know, we got to listen to A.J. Pierzynski, of all people, uh, call call the win and it's just such a bummer, but it is what it is. Um, listen to uh, Tony and listen to Jesse. They do a phenomenal job and getting better every one of these series, man. Great job by all the tier ones out there today. Thank you so much. Thank we you will in, keep boys it rolling tomorrow at 6 a.m. for Paul Rindle, for Stephen Woods. I'm Ben Higgins. It'll be the coach, John Cantera, up next. Stay tuned throughout the day for details on all the festivities this week with 97.3 The Fan. And we'll catch you all tomorrow morning. Have a great one. And go Padres from all of us here at Ben and Woods.